you need me to do uh ADR later, just let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might we might ADR a few things in. You know, we might need to do you know pump up the jams for your like get some laugh lines in there after we get the writers a second pass yeah yeah well you know i mean you know podcasts are fake right i mean you know it's not real Uh, i listen to only D &D podcasts which are of course all staged yeah they're absolutely staged none of those people even know what D &D is and they've never played it Um, the mcelroys are an ai an advanced ai (laughs) creation a west virginian ai that went you know that became self-aware all right and then it populated itself with just various uh, McElroy brothers and, and products. That's why there's so many McElroy products yeah. out there. Yeah, because they're marketing like stamps.com is a McElroy fabrication. <laughs> like all the abandoned coal mines in West Virginia just house the banks of this supercomputer. <laughs> it's cold underground. It's really funny that we're starting with talking about the McElroys because we actually got called out recently because I was making fun of the McElroys on another episode and somebody was just like, so do you get like, did they do something new or something? Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> Anyways, this is Old Gamer's Almanac. It's a show about uh, not the McElroys, uh, even though I guess they've been coming up a little bit lately. It's a show about video games. Uh, where we rank every single video game ever made one week at a time. Um, Matt is not here this week. He said I asked him to to be on the show, and he said that he didn't feel about feel good about it. That he had a burrito and that it was too big. So he's he's I don't know what he's doing, but he's dealing with his burrito situation. Um, so in place of Matt Martin's this week, we have um, legendary guest of the show, uh, Jamie Carboni. Jamie Carbone? Jamie oh, Carbone. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Get that unnecessary E out of here. Oh my God. So cruel. I like Jamie Carbone, though. Just so you know. I you, hate you it. I fucking it. hate it. You hate it? It's so good? I sincerely, I hate it. Why not? Like, it's, ugh, it's gross. I think it. I think it sounds great. It sounds like a fun. Like if if you were a My Little Pony character, you would be Jamie Carbone. You know what I mean? And you'd be like cute and fun. Yeah. I will. I'll kill you. I, first of all, I was never. I was never. I missed the brony stage. I legitimately tried. Cause I knew dudes in college who were super into it, and I was just like, "Man, this just isn't for me." I wish it was, because it seems like you guys are having a lot of fun. But like, as fandoms go, that feels like one that people were me unnecessarily mean to. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. People. People hated on the bronies real hard, and now look what happened. They're just gone. They're extinct. They're they're gone from this earth. I think they evolved into furries. Well, oh, they all became furries. Is that was not is all it of like, them? That's unfair. That's unfair to many of them that are probably normal. Listen, furries are normal. All right, in my opinion. Okay, that's that. It, you're, that's fair. That was cruel of me that's to say that. That's where we're at. Like in in cultures, you just have to realize that like we all want the stuff we want. All right, and just because it doesn't make sense to someone else doesn't really mean much at all at this point. I wouldn't be surprised by anything. Sure, and I, I have accepted furries as an ally because politically it seems like I align with many of them. Yeah, I was about to say, JB. Whenever somebody uh, admits it, I just I don't even change. It doesn't change my opinion of them. I just don't know how to respond to that information. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think like we can't. You know, we we have to we have to go along with especially the people that are in our communities and absolutely. Yeah. You know, this this show here is very pro furry. I mean, I'll start congratulating worth. them anytime someone I'll be like, congratulations. <laughs> I'm glad you've made that decision. Come to that truth about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good job, furries. I want to say this week. I proud of you. Job. We're yeah. so proud. Even if uh, other people aren't, Hunter and I are twice as proud for those that aren't proud of you. Yeah, we're absolutely uh, proud of uh, the bronies. Um, I... Uh, Last time we had you on, we talked about Donkey Kong Country 3, and by talk about yeah. Donkey Kong Country 3, we mostly talked about your addiction to the Xbox <laughs> uh, gamer score system. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I'm no longer in first place on my friend list. No. I Some dude I went to college with, this guy, uh, Derek, I won't say his last name, buys a bunch of like very easy games to like bunch, chump their score up. So, like, like a couple months ago, they got like joke 20,000 achievement points in a month wow wow but right jamie you're saying that like that's cheating but i thought didn't you no it's not cheating it's just gaming the system in a way i can't afford yeah 
Well, why why can't you afford to game the system that way? Like what? Because some of to these your... games he's buying are like 10, 15, 20 bucks a pop. I'm not spending twenty bucks just like I might. I'll rent a game with easy achievements, or if it's like a ninety nine center, maybe. Like I will not. I will not drop twenty bucks just so I can walk away with like four thousand more gamer score. That's yeah. insane to me. Yeah, that is that is a lot of money just for the gamer score. And well, how how much is four thousand gamer score? How much would that change your your gamer score situation in relation to this guy? Four thousand. I had an extra four thousand. Yeah, it would be a drop in the bucket. Drop in the bucket. Okay, so twenty bucks. This is a wild reveal right here that you are you are no longer the the leader in your own social circle. I, I remember in college, his was the gamer score, like the last one I had to pass. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he was the one that, like, was like, well, Derek is, like, the peak. And then I got past it in college, and I was like, I didn't really worry about it anymore. And then nowhere, like, out of nowhere, like, this speed racer motherfucker is just, like, like zooming past me, doing little springs in the wheels, just jumping ahead of me. To the point where, like, his gamer score is legitimately, like, it feels like he, I, I would not be, I think his goal is to, like, break a million this year. Wow. Um, what what is your total at? Do you know that off the top of your head at least? It's three hundred ninety thousand two hundred and seventy. Wow! And he's talking about breaking a million. He's already gotten this month twelve thousand uh, nine hundred and twenty-five. His gamer score right now, right now, is eight hundred and ninety-four thousand four hundred and fifty. Wow! Yeah. Okay. So, but like, if you look at these games, they're games I've never heard of, like Paper Flight, A- Afterwave, Downfall, Dynabomb Two. Lord Winklebottom investigates. Long live the Queen. Havoc pitch. Wow. Uh, Overwatch Two, which is a game I've heard of. That's a game um, I've, I've heard of. That game. I'm aware of that game. Uh, and, and like, I'm not like slamming him. Like, I mean, like, good for you, dude, doing this. Having, I hope he's having fun doing it. Like Mushroom Savior. He got four thousand achievement points from Mushroom Savior. Wow. He got one thousand four hundred twenty-five from Who's Your Daddy? <laughs> Wait, I don't I know, know what these game. games are. That's a, I know that game. That, that's a good game. Don't wake daddy. No, no, no. It's it's no. It's way better than that. It's it's who's your daddy is like a asynchronous or asymmetrical multiplayer game where one player plays as daddy and the other plays as a baby. And this is this is a little macabre. Oh, I do know that game. Yeah, the baby's trying to to kill itself. Yeah, the baby's trying to kill itself. And the daddy's trying to stop uh, baby from uh, from getting into some bad stuff. You know, drinking bleach, etc. That game. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. Okay, but like because of that. Um, I won't say the steam has come out of my or the wind has come out of my sails, um, but I will say that because of it, I'm like, well, I don't feel like I need to put as much work into this because I'm still trying to get down to like that initial number I talked about last time about how like I need to earn through these extra points to get to like under, you know, so I average it out to 3000 a month. Like I've already earned on like 50,000 this year. I don't feel like I need to focus on it too much. Like, so I've been going into the gym and and playing disney dreamlight valley which is a game with like crazy hard achievements because now i'm focusing on the fun more than the points so i'm glad to hear that you are you know keeping up with your with your gamer score it's very important i think uh for listeners of the show to know that you're keeping that what did you say three thousand is three thousand a month is what you're going for uh yeah three thousand a month is the goal my goal is to break a million before i die wow that's that's big, but this this friend of yours is breaking a million this year. So like, sounds. I mean, he's a hundred thousand away, so it could happen. Wow, that's like that's super messed up. Um, and you know what? Uh, th- you know, I don't know. I don't know who this is. You know what what they're doing? If they're on a podcast right now talking about their gamer score, uh, but I kind of doubt it. So I gotta ask. You know, like who who are they doing this for? You know what I mean? Unlike you, who are clearly doing it for the right reasons, I would say. You know what? I who am I to imagine the 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 thoughts of man? Yeah. You know what is a man but a miserable little pile of secrets? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. As you know, as the great Dracula once said. Um. But yeah. So what we're actually going to talk about this week, and we'll we'll talk about it as much as we can manage in doing that. I mean, last time you were here, we didn't talk about the game too much, but this is a more interesting game that we're talking about this time. So I actually hope. How dare you? It is. I, that's so great. cool what, you, the what? waterfall boss i listen donkey kong country 3 is great it's a good game all right i've no major qualms with it it's currently what is it ranked right now on the list it's like number uh 46 that's oh, not bad God. it's not great i mean there's 60 games on the well, this this will be the 60th game on the list so it's oh, like oh, this, oh are you bringing me in for an anniversary 
yeah this is this is a big one this is our number 60 we're turning 60 this week um you look great for 60 i don't know if anyone said that oh, to you I, yet. oh i yeah oh i know i know um before that 60th game we decided to tackle yakuza kiwami and i tackled it whole hog i mean i had this game um i play did, i did put, you beat it yeah i beat it uh, I played a lot of the side quests, which you can spend uh, a wild amount of time on. Yeah. Um, I think I put about 40-ish hours into it, which on how long to beat, there's a dang dirty lie as far as like how long this game is. This game supposedly takes 15 hours to beat. That ain't true. That doesn't feel even like even with the story, I feel like it's 20. That sounds like way, way closer to the truth. But it's a, it's just so easy to get sidetracked, just like hanging out in uh the the world of this game and talking to random people and helping them out with their little problems um but just to just to describe the game in brief if you have no idea what yakuza is um it's a brilliant series of uh games that are set in a fictional part of uh tokyo um that i think is based off a neighborhood called kabuki cho or maybe that's like actually what their name is for it anyways no, it their work. name for it is kamurocho kamurocho that's what it is yeah um in the mainline Yakuza games, which is like Yakuza 1 through 6, you or Yakuza 0 through 6, I, I should say, yeah. um, you play primarily as a character called uh, Kiryu, who is a sort of Yakuza um, kind of, not really like a grunt, he's just like a legendary bad, bad boy, basically, who beats people up. Um, but he also has a heart of gold, and he's really, really sweet and kind, and he's sort of a child, or at least he acts like kind of like a child. He has uh, a child's wonder of the world. Yes, yes. Um, and you control him as he goes through um, an adventure in uh, you know this this part of Tokyo uh, as being a member of the yakuza, um, and uh, you do it by by punching punching fools. Um, so you punch fools in the face and do sick combos. Sometimes you have to dance with fools. Sometimes you have to learn how to fight again from your best friend Majima. And that's the, it's probably also important to establish who Maj Majima is. Majima is a character that in this particular game, Yakuza Kiwami, which is a remake of the original Yakuza game, uh, Majima is just like kind of a weirdo with an eye patch that just kind of follows you around and, and beats you up. Uh, they they don't really establish like who this guy is so much in this game which is kind of hilarious to me he's just sort of obsessed with kiryu and uh that i mean i i think it's do they are, they're gonna kiss right are they gonna kiss at some point i assume I, they have boned in the past but they did not cover it yeah i feel like it's been left out which is really sad because they they really would it really would be good if they kissed um to be honest um and i can imagine that there's a lot of fan art out there on the internet that agrees strongly with uh that premise there's a lot of really good energy in the air between the two of them i guess is what i'm saying um, well, i think i think there i think kiryu is a little too closeted i think he's too um i think i think it's more of an emotional affair than a physical affair i do, I do think physical things have happened but they happen so sparingly because of kiryu's harsh uh, upbringing from his uh, adoptive father yeah, absolutely. Well, I actually don't know anything about that part of the game at this point. So I, I should let you know. So how, mu how much of the series have you played at this point? I have played uh, zero through three. Wow. Um, I didn't play the original releases of one and two. I played the Kiwamis. Mm -hmm. um, I, and then I started four, but you don't play as Kiryu at the beginning of four. Mm -hmm. So I need I, the guy you play as, I don't like him as much. So I kind of took a break. I started it back in like, june or july and i played for like five hours and then i kind of got distracted and i haven't gone back to it but my goal is to beat it before the end of the year and then my goal is to beat all of them before the end of next year wow yeah so that's a lot of so you're like kind of in yakuza is like in the air for you right now i am invested in these characters in this world um in this combat in this uh fun idea i like they're doing what three new yakuza games next year yeah and i i am legitimately uh trying to catch up so i can play them by the time they come out yeah yeah well, although one is one is a remake one is a kiwami of the samurai game they previously made right right um yeah yeah so there's there's a lot of spin-offs too there's the the judgment series um that yes, i don't judgment know and lost judgment yeah i don't know anything about those games like i don't even they, know what that is at all they're a it's about a cop oh, okay it's about a detective but it um since they gave like a dragon because they're changing the name of the series in the the north or in the west um because in japan they call the series like a dragon right right and then here they call it yakuza 
and now they're trying to transition it to it, it being like a dragon everywhere. Mm-hmm. But when they changed over to like the first like a dragon, they changed the whole combat system from, you know, the the beat 'em up it was to a uh, RPG system inspired by Dragon Quest. Right. So I was actually confused by that because I so I played um like a the the latest Yakuza game Yakuza Like a Dragon, which I guess is just its Western title. Um, because yeah. in Japan, obviously, it's called Like a Dragon, Like a Dragon. Um, yeah. And I thought the the like a dragon part was saying like a dragon quest, like it was like they were literally. Oh, that's, that's so- fun. Um, so the like a dragon is just a thing about the the tattoo. Oh, you are you are powerful like a dragon. You are unstoppable like a dragon. You are comparable to a dragon. I see. Yeah, yeah. Because so so Kiryu's reputation is that he is the the dragon of the Dojima family, which Correct. is the family that he works for. The Dojima clan. Oh, yeah, the Dojima clan. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to be way less fun on this one than I am on the Donkey Kong one because I'm obsessed with the lore. No, this is, uh, but this is what the people want. And this is what I want to get. I, my goal with this episode is to get all of the listeners hooked on Yakuza so that um, it's a shame that you're like ahead of me. Maybe, hopefully, I'll find a way to catch up to you. Probably not with the schedule of this show. But the idea is that me and you can just kind of catch up on these games like every, you know, six months or so and hopefully get all the listeners on board as well. Because I, I like you, want to have played every Yakuza game so that I can follow along as they come out. Have you played? So you've only played Kiwami at this point. Uh, so I've, I've dabbled with Zero, uh, Like a Dragon, and, and but the only one I've completed that I've sunk like actual time into is kiwami so i looked it up while we were talking i got uh 48 out of 55 of the achievements in kiwami Ooh, okay that's so i very much invested myself in it like i didn't i didn't play it twice because that's one of the achievements i didn't complete 100 of the completion list because i do have a life but the games themselves they're very deep that's the thing is to like feel like like i didn't 100 and i'm sure i spent at least like 50 to 60 hours at least uh in in kiwami alone yeah um and the problem with Kiwami, Kiwami's very good, but I think you appreciate the characters more if you play Zero before Kiwami because it gives you a lot of the backstory on these characters that aren't really around. Um, yeah, so so I actually heard that um, quite a quite a few times from from people that were watching me stream it. The reason I w- ended up going with Kiwami instead of starting with Zero is here's here's why essentially. I know that Zero is one of the highlights of the entire series. And I also felt like I knew just enough about the story of the games to that I didn't necessarily feel like I needed to to start being told everything about these characters. And also, I know specifically that Zero focuses a lot on Majima. Yeah. And I wanted to know how Majima is, was introduced in 2005. Because I had a feeling, and I was correct, that at this point... I would have played an entire Yakuza game and have no real idea what is up with that guy. He is basically (laughs) a Looney Tunes character to me, and I love that. I saw that Majima was on the cover of Zero, and I was like, I bet you, like, play as Majima, or, like, Majima is, like, like very backstoried in it, which is cool, and I'm sure his backstory is fascinating. I'm so excited to get that side of him, that angle of him. But I wanted to just let him be a cartoon for it for a minute, um, and me not have any idea what's going on with them. Also, like I think that from what I understand about Zero as well, Kiryu is sort of prequeled in it. As far as like Kiryu in Zero is not the Kiryu that he is at the beginning of Kiwami, and I kind no. of wanted to just get Kiryu in that kind of fully formed. Uh, like version you know what i mean like like where he's already compelling essentially well so he he's, he's a dumb teenager in zero like he's still learning he's not the kiryu we know and love he's not the the confident self-assured i mean he's never really he always has an air of confidence but the self-assurement uh kind of comes and goes depending on how uh the rule of comedy um but yeah the character i mean if you definitely want to get an idea of who these characters will become start with one but then see if you ever want to get that prologue effect because you're right majima in zero is different than the majima in one yeah. Um, it is a Majima that has yet to break, I guess is a good way of describing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one that is still very much uh, grounded in reality. And it is a less fun character. But then to see him go on that journey, part of it's, I mean, it's all entertaining. 
but it does make you realize that a lot of the wackiness is maybe darker than you realize. Right. Yeah, and I, I kind of, I'm interested in that realization kind of happening after the fact. I actually don't know what direction I want to go next with the series. If I want to play Kiwami 2, if I want to play Zero next, um, I have a feeling like Kiwami 2 uh, is going to go in such a specific direction that it might feel a little less connected to Zero. So I actually feel like maybe I'm going to play Zero next and then go to Kiwami 2. Um, that would be my recommendation also because uh, Kiwami 1 and 0 use the same engine and then the engine in Kiwami 2 is a little more advanced. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So it might feel you're like you're backtracking a little bit. So my suggestion, because that was my problem going from 2 to 3, because 3, the, the, the remaster they did of 3 is still built on the old engine. Right. And everything still feels a little, uh, a little less smooth, a little less, a little clunkier. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I want... I want that the the feeling of the game to to kind of carry me through its own evolution to where it's like I feel like each time I'm playing a new title um I feel it you know I know it won't be possible for it to be like a smooth ride all the way to 6 cuz technically those games will be older um sure. but yeah I'm try I'm trying to lock it down as much as possible in that way I'm hoping maybe they just keep remaster like keep doing essentially the Kiwami thing well, I thought they were going to do a Kiwami for three, but then they're doing a Kiwami for Ishin. Oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, so who who knows? They're they're making so many of these games, and it feels like, you know, their their priority is definitely on making the series as accessible as possible to people. Yeah. Um, so I hope that means that we're going to get a lot of these games in that new, uh, that slick new Dragon Engine. Jamie, for... For people that like don't mess with this series that have never played any of it, how would you sell it to someone? Like what what is the what is the pitch of this game? Why is it so fascinating? Because it really is, but I, I want to hear it in your words. There's so many different reasons why you could be like it. I mean, it could be do you like an in-depth story with a lot of like almost soap opera levels of drama? Do you like a game that's a pretty solid beat-em-up with like, you know, cool different combat strategies? I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes the combat gets a little repetitive, but as you oh, level yeah. up and you learn new moves, it tends to that tends to lessen a little bit. Um, do you like weird mini games? Like, uh, if I have to do, <laughs> does one have? Um, I don't think one has the the mini car racer in it. Does it? It does. It does have the car okay. racer, and it's very good. It's the best one button mini game I've like ever played. Essentially, it, it is. It's addicting. Honestly, like there were moments where like in because that game was technically first introduced in zero. Right. Um, and when I first played that, I remember there were like, I would put off completing any other stories to try and find and hunt down car parts so I could build the perfect combo because I did not want to cheat <laughs> and look up what the best combos were to win these races because I needed to beat these children on my own merits. Right. Yeah. So if, if, you're, if you don't know what we're talking about, essentially, um, when, Kiryu, when Kiryu was, well, he, it's not when he was younger. He was. He's like 19 and zero. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's. So he's like pr pretty much an adult, though. Um, he was like playing this little car game with like children, and now he's like a lot older in Kiwabi, and he's, I think he's still thirty-seven. Yeah, he's thirty-seven. So there's this kind of mini quest where essentially Kiryu is getting back into this thing he was into when he was younger, which is for children. Like he's the only adult there playing this game with these kids. It's very funny. Um, he's not the only one because there's the judge as well. Well, exactly. So, so the kind of the the angle that the the quest takes is that Kiryu is sort of tracking down his friends who were children before, and now they're adults, and they've sort of given up on this uh, this racing mini game. And I would say that if what I'm describing to you, and it's like it's that, and it's also a soap opera gangster story, like. But it's one where you might spend like five hours playing a racing minigame and like talking, like trying to reconnect with people who were children when you were an adult. It's just very original in that way. Like it, the situations that you find yourself in, I can't really imagine any other game like rolling with, essentially. Um, and, and the combat, like, like while, Jamie, I agree with what you're saying, like it, it does get kind of repetitive, especially on some boss fights. Yeah. Um, it can just be like, wow, why does this boss fight like take this long to why does complete? Dude have so much health. Yeah. Why is there so much health on this boss? Overall, I would say that it the combat is 
just good enough to be like satisfying though yeah where it kind of hits like, the spot when you smash a dude with a bike as a heat action that feels good yeah it feels fulfilling yes yes and a lot of the animations are like really violent in like a very cartoony way um that's super fun um there are some weird aspects of Kiwami, I would say, that I hope kind of um, are, are not indicative of, like, the series as a whole. There are definitely some, some yikes moments um, that I think are kind of just um, indicative of the fact that this game is technically a game from 2005. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit... There's some, there's some homophobia. Uh, there's, for some reason, like, two different scenes where you watch, like, a grown man, like, slap a child. That's very weird um it's normal where i come from well yeah okay it's normal where jamie comes from <laughs> for most people that's not so normal so no it, it's weird that it kind of carries all of these tones at once but like somehow it just it just works it's uh, a lot of whiplash yeah at yeah. times you you have to kind of be ready for the series to kind of like go from tone to tone very like in a very goofy sort of way, but it's always very heartwarming. It always comes back to like being at the end of the day, essentially about a very sweet gangster um, with a heart of gold. Um, of of the Yakuza's that you've played, which do you feel like is like the best one as far as like road mapping? Like, like how would you compare this one to the others? I guess I would say. I like this one a lot. Um, I think because they added a lot of uh, extra story to it, later that and but they didn't really change the script here they didn't really like um uh, adapt his relationship with nishiki mm -hmm. uh, nishikiyama um mm -hmm. who is uh his best friend turned uh hated rival right they didn't add a lot of the depth that they had created for zero and i don't know which one came out if Kawa i think kawami came out after yakuza zero yeah i'm pretty sure that's correct my issue with that is i wish they had added a little more references to their past because the only place you really see it is if you sing a certain song in karaoke Right. It will show some flashbacks to Zero. Yeah, um, I noticed that. So what is what is the song that's really famous that he sings? Um, that, I don't know the name of it, but it's the one that's in like every game. Yeah, so there's just this one song in particular that you've probably heard, dear listener, if you even if you haven't played Yakuza, it gets used in like a lot of memes and stuff. It's just a very like kind of cheesy, uh, like kind of pseudo romantic um, song. <laughs> But yeah, when you sing it, you just see like essentially a flashback sequence to all these characters that for me, I didn't even know who they were. It was actually the first time I saw the guy. Like, that's how I found out that Kiryu liked to race those little cars was I went oh, to go yeah, do yeah, karaoke. Yeah. And there's like those cars in the flashback. And I'm like, what is what is this? What is this game trying to tell me about right now? Because it's just I don't know. It's like one of those karaoke songs you would hear someone sing. Uh, almost expecting like the audience to like tear up in response to it but they don't no they n they never do they never do i mean kiryu cries but they're always like tears of uh manliness yeah they're always tears of manliness kiryu kiryu is a very a very manly guy on on the surface but it's it's in a it's in a good way for the most part um i would say but how do you feel about um like kiryu versus uh majima as far as like that like, is, did it bother you at all that Majima is just walking around and will just fight you at any point um, in this game? Because that's like one of the bigger side quests. So I got annoyed at times because I'd be like, because you need to fight various versions of Majima to unlock new moves. Right. Yeah. It's it's this weird, like, kind of system where they're they're saying, like, you've forgotten essentially the way you used to fight because at spoiler but at the very beginning of the game you go to prison for like a long time it's very like it's actually very years. surprising yeah it's it's they introduce you to the character they're like all right well now he's gonna go to jail and then he gets out and no one has aged even even a little bit everyone is basically the same but yeah majima essentially walks around town and will just challenge you to fight at any point in order to essentially teach you um your old style of combat which i didn't end up using too much to be honest because you have you have three other uh, styles that you can use that you just kind of earn uh, like moves for in the normal way. But yeah, I'm yes. curious as to what 
what what, what was your style like combat wise so um beast mode was my go-to yeah because uh, and they have those in zero as well so that'll be a little more familiar for you as well i mean you have to learn them there mm-hmm. um but beast mode was my go because it was just better for handling large groups and by right. the end of that game you're almost always fighting like huge groups and it has like you know the you have like a like if you get punched once you're like a little invulnerable so you don't get thrown out of your combo yeah yeah it's it's you have like essentially a tank style which is this beast mode that jamie's talking about which my favorite thing about that style is that here you will seamlessly pick up yeah any objects nearby and just start smacking fools with them you know if there's a vase he's grabbing it. if there's a motorcycle he's grabbing it um you don't have to like you know choose to do that he just kind of seamlessly does it like mid animation so there's that style and then there's essentially uh i forgot what the there's like a there's like a light and quick kind of style where you can just kind of dodge a lot oh the boxer yeah, the boxer style. I don't know um, if it's called that, but it is a boxing style. I think it's called Rush, I think is the style. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, and then there's the there's kind of the happy medium, which is the brawler style. Um, right. I and they all up, have pros and cons. Yeah, yeah, they each kind of have, like, the times that you would utilize them. And then the dragon style is, like, I guess what would be, what would be de facto the best style. But I got to tell you a story about my playthrough, because um, I did kind of a dumb thing. There's a part where Majima... Uh, has been you know coming at you for a couple hours and then he says like i'm gonna hide now and i forgot he said that I, <laughs> so I, I did not look for him for like hours and hours and hours and somebody while i was streaming this game had to point out hey uh like it was like somebody in my chat was just like hey so that uh that traffic cone over there looks kind of weird right and i was like what and they were just like, it's kind of a weird, do you see that traffic cone? And I'm looking and there's, I'm standing in front of like a giant traffic cone. Um, and it's even like moving. Um, and I had probably walked by it like so many times, hundreds of times and never noticed it, which makes absolutely no sense to me. I blame it on the mini map, to be honest. I'm sure I was looking at the mini map like way too much and not actually seeing the environment that i was in but then you but then you fought him and you got unlocked a new uh style right absolutely i mean that's that, that's what you have to do in the game absolutely uh i want to know how you feel about the beetle fighting thing the mesu king thing Did i think you... it's uh totally normal <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> sorry i think it's chill and regular and i think it's good that children play this yeah so it in the game there's there's a mini game called uh meisu cake which is essentially these like it's like pokemon but they're (laughs) sort of like pokemon it's like pokemon but instead of instead of it being like well well they're supposed to be like bugs right they fight each other they're like beetles that what are you talking about they are bugs they are bugs they're exactly bugs Except for they're not really bugs. They're actually like skimp, like scantily clad, like ladies that are dressed as like a bug with a slight bug theme. And sometimes the bug theme is almost non-existent. But a lot of times the way it's expressed is kind of hilarious. Like if it's a beetle, it'll just be like a lady wearing like a black bikini. And then like she has like a hat that just has yeah. like a little spiky like beetle um like beak horn horn yeah. horn yeah not beak yeah. beak would be ridiculous but yeah and this is something children play in the yakuza universe except for also kiryu because kiryu spends most of his time like if it's a mini game it's generally something very childish that that uh yakuza gets into or that uh that kiryu gets into what do you think of the side quests for kiwami like just in general not not necessarily the mini games but like just the random street quests you pick up I mean, I like them fine Um, to say that they're uh, I mean, I'm always those are probably my favorite part of the game. Right. Um, The side quests or the sub stories, because I like to see how exactly Kiryu is going to kind of be a weirdo to these people. Right. Because it's always like like one of them's like a lady's like, I've got big boobs and you should come back to this bar with me. And another one is like you have to go uh, find a, a, a fight a guy in a parking lot or catch him or something like or you have to talk to a fortune teller. Right. And uh, maybe something will happen. I just I just enjoy like how this character is put in these like strange situations. Yeah. Yeah. It's the way the way the game world kind of works is it's basically just a bunch of people walking around on the street and they all 
need Kiryu to help them with like one like very specific thing. Um, and it's pretty hilarious, like how how Kiryu is always willing to help them. How he just kind of like people just kind of bring stuff up, and Kiryu is like, I mean, he might be like a little grumpy about it, like he'll act like he's being put out a little bit, but he always agrees to help people do all kinds of stuff. There's there's a there's a side story where you meet a woman who's like selling matches on the street, which is like a ridiculous. And he's like, why is she selling matches? Like, why would you even need who needs matches? Like. Um, and she asks you to like do it for her and he just starts doing it. Like he's like, yeah, all right. And he, he, he's just trying to sell matches to people. And he does a bad job, of course, because how are you supposed to do a good job selling matches on the street? Also, sometimes people are ghosts. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, it really doesn't restrict itself, the writing for the sub stories. And I'm really excited to kind of see how that evolves over the course of the series. One question I wanted to ask that I kept thinking about while I was playing um, that I haven't looked up because I don't want to. I don't want to read any spoilers about this series. I don't want to know any more than I already do um, because I really like the story. Um, and even though it's like has soap opera aspects, I think listener, you could fall in love with it too. Um, but I'm wondering if this any of the side stories become like recurring side stories where these characters keep coming because it feels like they could easily just kind of keep coming back. Um, and kind of updating with like a essentially a chapter two in like each game. Does that actually end up panning out in the series? For some of them. I don't know if it's Yakuza one or two, but there's that guy who is like going to kill himself because his girlfriend, uh, he thinks is cheating on her and doesn't like, like the gifts she he gives her. Right. Yeah. I, I, I do remember. I, I remember so they, doing that they, when I remember. They show up again. Right. Right. Okay. Um, and then sometimes you'll have um, characters who are like main roles in like current games who only show up in a like sub story part in later games. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's one thing that I'm excited to see with the series is how many of these like minor side characters are going to like have their own storylines as it goes. Um, because honestly, Kiwami One is really very much about kiryu and um what is the little girl's name of haruka yeah that sounds right yeah something like that yeah um it's really about the two of them it's kind of your classic like um big like like it's almost the last of us it's basically a dad who's not her dad and then the little girl that he's taking care of essentially i mean he she does also have um the cure to the parasite in her brain at the end of the game kiryu has to make a decision true that's yeah that's a pretty crazy part um that's what it gets like super violent and uh it really kind of splits yeah he shoots up a whole hospital <laughs> yeah yeah kiryu ends up killing an entire hospital and then he lies to her about it and that's uh kind of like how it closes you know that's just kind of an interesting thing about that game um, no spoilers though i mean i don't i don't want to spoil anything i would never um so it, my problem with this is that it is hard to take a, a yakuza game by itself yeah because they, it feels like they have created this this massive tapestry of Kiryu's story, of Majima's story, of how these people affect them in various ways. To the point where it feels almost like a, more of like, because it's very easy to compare a video game to a movie. Right. But I would say each Yakuza game almost feels like a season of a TV show. Exactly. Because there's just so much depth to it and there's so many characters and the roles they play. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. That should be the way that that anyone approaching this game should be thinking is like you're getting you know not just a feature film's worth of story you're going to get a lot of story going off in a lot of different directions and yeah in in kiwami it's not even like every thread is resolved there is a there is a primary thread i would say that gets resolved but it's you know by the time the game is over you're like oh this has been very set up to be this kind of big universe um Mm -hmm. And yeah, it 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 has a really infectious style, and I really think if you're out there and you're listening to video game podcasts, which I think I think generally the Yakuza series is pretty popular among like video game podcasts, I feel like, um, and you haven't checked it out, you absolutely uh, should check it out, um, like for sure. It is uh, some of the most fun I've ever had, like playing a series that I don't know anything about. And I agree with what you're saying, Jamie. Like it feels like each like this this isn't just like oh there's this game and that one kind of stands alone it's like it's all working 
inside this universe and helping to fill it out and build it. So, like, you may as well just, like, I wish I could just binge it. I wish we could just cancel this show for a little bit so I could just play Yakuza for, like, I don't know, like, weeks and weeks um, so that I could catch up to, like, at least to finish six. Because my understanding is zero to six is going to cover Kiryu's story, like, pretty well. Um, As in there's, like, beginning, middle, and end. Not saying that Kiryu, you know, that there might not be more you in the future um but as far as like the arc that they're telling so now it's like just about this universe um and however many games they can come up with for it well okay so i feel like we've given you good tease of yakuza kiwami it's a great game please check it out um but now we have to do the really hard thing um the kind of impossible thing for this game because of what you were just talking about jb I don't really know how we rank Yakuza Kiwami just one game, just that game against all of the other games that we've talked about. And also, I kind of just want, before we even get into the ranking part, I kind of just want you to see the list and see what we've done here um, and just get any general comments that you have um, on this list. So right now, number one is Disco Elysium. Right. Number five, and I don't, by the way, you can say whatever you want about this list. This is a cumulative cumulative list between me and matt i do not agree with it a hundred percent sure i have my own you know my own list (laughs) that i keep to make myself feel good i mean i haven't played all of these yeah of course so but uh, getting over it with bennett foddy being number six feels (laughs) like a fucking crime (laughs) yeah well okay so that one actually is what a what a buy i figured it was (laughs) yeah so i i'm a big fan i like i like the bucket man uh, it should it be number six um for me yes for other people no but here's the thing on this show we decide other people's opinions basically it's true whatever we say does go argue with the system yeah what's bangai oh oh you gotta play some uh, so bangai is like a um a dreamcast mech game it's like a mech action game where you um you essentially just like fly around and blow stuff up and it's okay. it's, it's good fun very good fun um and it's hilarious um we got here we got skyrim at number 23 that sounds right okay we got all of my group chat talks about crusaders kings 3 and they would they love it but i that's not my game that's not your kind of game i love crusader no, kings 3 I, I i i just can't get into that kind of game kirby superstar feels kind of low but uh but I mean the the DS re-release of Kirby Superstar, like mm-hmm. Kirby Superstar Ultra, is uh, truly so fucking good um, that uh, I, I just want to talk about Kirby. I guess Secret of Monkey Island is that the second one or the first one? That's the first one, Secret of Monkey Island. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Kirby, Kirby Superstar, that would actually really warm Matt's heart to hear you say some good stuff about Kirby Superstar because I'm actually the one that doesn't like Kirby Superstar that much. So please, Jamie, do you hate? Do you hate Revenge of Meta Knight? Do you hate Dinabird? Do you hate the cool samurai minigame? Do you hate the treasure hunting minigame where you fight all those cool bosses? I, hate, I do hate the treasure hunt. I hate the treasure I hunting. love the treasure minigame, but I might be alone there. Do you hate the original release? Do you hate the racing with King DDD? <laughs> I hate the racing. Do you hate... In Kirby Superstar Ultra, they add a bunch of cool boss rushes and stuff. Hmm. I, I think the thing that I didn't like about that game was the, the reusing of the bosses across the different games. They don't reuse all of them. I mean, they no, reuse absolutely. the mini bosses mostly, but you only fight like the RPG boss in the treasure game and you only fight. Right. Um, well, you fight Dinobird in the treasure game and the regular game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Meta Knight too, actually. Yeah. See, I, you fight Dinobird so much. I kind of have a point here, honestly. Um, just about Dinobird. Just about Dinobird. But, you know, that's all I've tried to do is just be about Dinobird. Also, the music, the boss music in that is very good. Yeah, I I probably should have given the music more credit. I will say that. I feel like I could have been a little more attentive to the music because I love music of the 16-bit era a lot. Um, and a lot of those tracks are pretty good. I just didn't spend enough time like getting warm with them. Uh, I just uh, bought Klonoa 2 the other day, the re-release they just did. Yeah, yeah. Klonoa 2 is cool. It's also kind of... that's. Matt, Matt is also, you and Matt have a lot in common. You got to be on this show sometime with Matt because. I, I love a cutesy platformer. Yeah. The, I, the kind of floaty. I like. Mass Clinoa. Effect 3 is higher than Mass Effect 2? <laughs> I think. 
I'm pretty sure you commented on that last time, Jamie. Um, but yes, Mass Effect 3 is, is higher than Mass Effect 2. We're not big Mass Effect fans on this show. We're not huge on it. I personally think that Mass Effect 3, after all the DLC they released, uh, it made it a, a stronger game for me. Okay, if we're going Mass with DLC, because the finale DLC for Mass Effect 3 is maybe my favorite DLC of all time. Yeah, absolutely. But but for it for the vanilla release, Mass Effect 2 is a better game than Mass Effect 3. I would agree with you. I definitely agree with you, actually, um, with that. I just love that that Citadel DLC was just like the perfect, like just wonderful uh, exit to the series. Do you guys hate Kingdom Hearts 2? Damn. Uh, Kingdom Hearts number 45 that's pretty good for i mean i think that's pretty good for kingdom hearts that's like yes. that's that's i mean most of these games i mean the, first of all it's only 60 games and most of these are good games i guess is my point um it sounds contentious because of the kind of clickbaity style we've tried to, to like sure. enforce here um, Is chain of memories the kingdom hearts rhythm game no chain of memories is the game boy advance oh kingdom that game Ma does suck yeah uh, it, I I played uh, when they they re-released it like the they released it on a PS2 version where it's like uh, it looks more like the traditional games but right. it still uses the card combat and it's so rough. It just doesn't make any sense the car the combat system that they came up with. No, I don't know what I get. The I mean it made sense on a mobile because they're trying to do something different and they can't quite do what they were doing. Right. But to like keep it using that for like I was so happy in three uh, where you got to fight those members of the. Uh, uh, organization 13 without mm -hmm. having to use card combat right like i legitimately was like oh tight i can actually fight these dudes without having to hope not summon cloud or something right right yeah yeah all right okay so i feel like i've gotten your takes on on the things on the list that you care about where do we put yakuza kiwami and i know you haven't played all the games on this list that does not matter i i am willing to you're you are our guest so where do you think we should start? What, what we've been doing lately is we'll say like what tens place we think it belongs in. Like, does it belong in the teens? Does it belong in the top 10? Does it belong in the twenties? I would say it belongs in either the teens or the twenties for sure. See, I was kind of thinking teens myself. So yeah, let's same. So, okay. Let's, let's have a little discussion here. I'm going to read out um, the teens for everybody real quick, just so you get a little reminder of where we're at on the list. So number 11 right now is Hyperlight Drifter. Number 12, Halo Combat Evolved, Papers, Please, uh, Outrun, Ocarina of Time, Jet Set Radio, Final Fantasy VII, Bongayo, Centipede, and the number 20 is Hitman 2016. Um, I feel like where we should maybe start is, is it better than Final Fantasy VII? Because I... Yes. Have you, yeah, okay. <laughs> so... So let's explain that a little bit, though, because I also agree with you, even though I'm a big Final Fantasy VII defender on this show. What do you think? Sure. Have you played Final Fantasy VII? I actually just beat it for the first time last year. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. I played it before, but I'd never beaten it before. Yeah. How did you feel about your time with it? Um, I think the second half of the story it really falls apart. That's kind of how a lot of Final F Fantasy games are, to be honest. To me, it feels like a, they're a lot stronger establishing their characters and then there will be a sort of exploration of their characters, like core conflicts. They yeah. will then not even necessarily resolve those or like mostly be done with it. And then there's some sort of evil uh, world killing demon that shows up and it just starts getting kind of stale. It starts, starts feeling like, okay, this is kind of just like everything else. Where uh, it lost me was like the deep dive into Cloud's brain. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I get it. This is overly complicated. Right. Um, and I, I, I'll even say this. I really liked the, the, the remake a lot better than seven. Ooh, that's an interesting opinion. Although I also did like the remake a lot. Yeah, um, I'm excited for the next one. Yeah. I think once that project is complete, you know, like when we're in our sixties, um, yeah. I will then that's when I'll start thinking about whether it ended up being better than final sure. fantasy seven. I feel like it's likely that it will though. It definitely, I'll say this, it, it's like smarter than the original game. Um, sure. Well, I mean, granted, you know, you, you only have so much text. You only have so much um, place to put in story. You know, even on, what, three discs, you can't fit everything. Right. Um, so I understand that aspect of it. But it just feels like you get, I care more about these characters in the remake, and I care more about the plot. I mean, I hate the the Jesse sub stuff they added. I don't right. care about her at all. Right. Um, but uh, I really like what they did with like Tifa, Aerith, 
Barrett. I think Barrett is less of a fucking weird stereotype in the mm-hmm. remake than he is in the original. Right, yeah, he's he's more responsibly uh, executed as a character. Okay, yeah. so Yakuza Kiwami better than Jet or better than Final Fantasy VII. Have you played Jet Set Radio? Do you have an opinion? I have. Here? Yeah. All right. So they're both Sega games. Yeah. Um, so they're both cool. Yakuza Kiwami is like a whole big thing. Jet Set Radio is like a cool thing, but to me, scope I feel like maybe hurts it in this discussion. But how strongly do you feel about Jet Set Radio? I so a lot of people love Jet Set Radio. I really like the art style of Jet Set Radio, but I don't care about the game. Yeah, and I know that that upsets a lot of people. I would put it above Jet Set Radio. As yeah, well. yeah, absolutely. Okay, now it's kind of an interesting discussion. We've got number fifteen is Ocarina of Time. Yeah, which is a precious game for a lot of people. I think at this point it's just okay. I think if you're going to be precious about an N64 game, my opinion is be precious about Mario 64. I think that game is a real big achievement. I think Ocarina of Time, while it's while it's good, it is outdone in its own series several times over now at this point by other Zelda games. I would say that's just my opinion, but sure. Um, I do not have the attachment for Ocarina of Time. A lot of people do. Yeah. Right. It was the first, uh, it was not the first Zelda I remember playing. It was the second Zelda I remember playing. I really liked the art style of it. I just didn't love it. I didn't fall in love with Zelda as a franchise until Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. And then honestly, later, I think I just realized, oh, I think I just really like Wind Waker. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not a big Zelda head. Right. But- I would say that Yakuza Kiwami is better than Ocarina of Time. Oh, heck yeah. All right. Okay. This is, this is getting fun now. So th- here's a, here's an interesting. So hold on, hold on though. So you can play Outrun in yeah. Yakuza Kiwami. <laughs> so I think by default, Yakuza Kiwami is better so, than Outrun. So yeah, so we've reached number 14, which is Outrun, which is just a just a minor part of Yakuza Kiwami. So there's really no way that Outrun, even though on my own personal list, Outrun is like number five. I think it's one of the most yeah. important games ever made. I love it. Um, great music. Great music but will forever stand the test of time. But uh, Jamie, your logic is 100% uh, correct. So now we got to talk about Yakuza Kiwami versus Papers, Please. I'm excited for how well Yakuza is doing on this list right now. Um, I think because Matt is not here to counterbalance how much we <laughs> like this game. Papers, Please, I don't, have you played it? Do you, do you know that game? I played it very little, um, like to the point where I wouldn't even say I've really played it. Like I've just touched around with it. I know what the game is. I've mm-hmm. seen like people play it. I've just myself had very little time with it. I get the appeal of it but i think it's such a limited scope that again i would give it to yakuza kawami yeah i what papers please does is really um it's it's a cool game design trick of being able to pack uh all the story that they do into a game that is about this and it gets a lot of points for that but this show is run by like stupid silly people (laughs) and yakuza kawami is a stupid silly game um, and there's a lot more game on the bones. So I actually feel like it's maybe a better comparison point to talk about our next game, which is Halo Combat Evolved versus Yakuza Kiwami. Um, I can be convinced that it's better than Halo because I'm not the biggest Halo person at the end of the day. Sure. I like Halo 1 um, because I was, you know, what? I was 14 when it came out or whatever. Actually, no, I was, sure. I was like 12. Um, but yeah. I think that's where a lot of my love of that game comes from um, and also the social dynamic of it. But it is it is at least Yakuza Kiwami is a big AAA experience. Halo Combat Evolved was a big AAA experience. One of them's Western, one of them's Eastern. Which one shall win? Uh, so um, I have a lot of attachment to Halo 2 for the same reasons you listed. Yeah. Um, because I really like, I one, I really like the story of Halo 2. I really like the Arbiter being a play. But for Halo Combat Evolved, I still feel like they were figuring out a lot. Like, if you replay those games, a lot of them are you just doing the same levels just in reverse. Yeah, they do pull that trick, uh, I think, like like two or three times in Halo yeah. Combat Evolved. And I think the library is truly such a boring level where it's like, hey, I went up a ring, up an elevator, go around the ring, up an elevator, that I I really just, at the end of the day, I've played through Halo probably a dozen times in my life. Absolutely. And maybe that's just me oversaturating myself with it, but if I never play Halo again, it'll be too soon. Yeah, I hear you. And I think that, so like we actually ranked Halo 2 like very low on our list. Oh, wow. For some very, you would have to listen to that episode. It's, we're weird about it. We understand that it's like, it's, it's, it's a weird us thing. Um, 
but I like that you said like for me, Halo Two would take this spot. So how about for you, pretend it's Halo Two? Okay. Between okay. Halo Two and Yakuza Kiwami, which do you feel like is more important to you? To me personally, bearing in mind Yakuza Kiwami is one entry in a series. Yeah, but that... Halo Two is also one entry in a series. Exactly. Exactly. But it, it's like weird. Like Yakuza does feel like so much more cumulative than yeah. something like a Halo or. Well, the, so the Yakuza games feel like a tableau that we keep unfolding new parts and like enriching this amazing map, while the Halo series just feels like they're stapling new things on. Yes. Uh, it doesn't feel as elegant as as uh, majestic compared to the Yakuza series. See, like so Halo Two, I love. But I loved it for the multiplayer aspect more than anything. Right. And Yakuza Kiwami doesn't really have that comparable element. Right. But the, at the same time, Halo 2 also doesn't have, you know, all that delicious tapestry of, of side characters. So yeah. it's kind of like, was Halo 2's multiplayer better than specifically just Yakuza's Kiwami? It's execution of that kind of side character tapestry. No. I think 13 is exactly then where Yakuza Kiwami belongs, even though I had to use a different game even to make that logic work. Sure. But I, I think... won't argue the point. Um, I, 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 I would still maybe fall upon Yakuza being a better game, but 13 feels good. Yeah, I think because I have a feeling that um, Zero is going to be my preferred of the two. I feel like Zero is going to be more sure. my style. And if we're putting Yakuza Kiwami at 13 and Yakuza 0 end, ends up being better, what I'm excited about is that Yakuza 0 is probably going to go in the top 10 of this show sure. um, whenever we get to it, um, which hopefully will be in like a couple months or so. But yeah, Yakuza Kiwami uh, beats Papers, Please. It's going to stay just below Halo Combat Evolved. Uh, Master Chief did not undo his red velvet rope to let this entry in the Yakuza series through, although it's heavily implied that future... Future entries in the series uh, will be coming on through. Um, Jamie, this has been a great discussion, and it's been good catching up with you. Is there anything that you want to plug for our audience at all? I don't know. I'm around. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm, I'm prevalent on socials. I've had a few TikToks go viral. Um, uh, uh, you can follow me on all socials at a Jamie Carbone. Um, sometimes I tweet out a cool picture. Sometimes I tweet about my depression. <laughs> You know, it's kind of a mixed bag. Sometimes you'll be like, oh, hey, Jamie did something really cool. And sometimes you'll be like, oh, wow, Jamie's in a spot. Yeah. Jamie's sad right now. But Jamie is earnest, and that's what matters the most. Follow Jamie. Uh, we've got a lot of really good tweets, um, and I always really like seeing the things that you're putting out in the world. I think you're really funny. Well, thank you, buddy. Um, and also, if you happen to live in Portland, you can see Jamie do stand-up, like, a lot. Yeah, I do a lot of it, and I post it consistently uh, on my socials. This has been super fun. I'm sure we will have you back in the future to talk about more Yakuza. Um, are the, is there anything you feel like you didn't get in about Yakuza before we sign off here? Did you make it to the final boss, the secret boss? What? There's a secret boss? I don't, yeah. know, I don't know about this. What is the secret boss? His name, he's like named Amon. He's like a hitman. And like they're like in all the games are these Amon. Oh, you know what? There's also another spinoff we didn't talk about where they just did Fist of the North Star as a Yakuza game. What? I don't yeah. know about this at all. Um, I don't think it ever, I don't think it got a North American release. Um, but like they had like, like Kiryu's voice actor voices, uh, Ken, uh, and like shit like that. And I think I want to play that. I, that is, that is my current, like, I want to enjoy this. Wow. Um, but there's just so much depth into this game that I feel like a drop. There's like so many good, for, let me put it this way. If you're not enjoying a mini game, maybe like, Oh, I don't really like Mahjong. Go play another one of the gambling games. Cause you'll just suddenly walk away with so much money and you don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is it is wild uh, how there is so much variety. And, you know, even if you don't like the minigames in this one, there's, like, maybe you don't like the karaoke minigame, they improve it in later games, or you could be a dancing minigame in another one that you like more. Or, like, the um, in one, or in Zero and in Kiwami 2, they have a, uh, a hostess minigame where you run a club, where, like, a hostess club, and it is truly addicting. Wow. That's really wild that you, that I just learned so many new things about Yakuza, and I have, I thought that I was very educated on it. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's truly wild. Also, uh, I love the baseball minigame. We didn't touch on it, but I really like the home run uh, area. Oh, yeah, that's super. Well, wait, so how do you unlock the secret boss? I don't know, like, what would I oh, do? Oh, so you need to complete every sub-story. Oh, wow. And then you'll get a text that's like, 
come to this location. And then sometimes you need to take a taxi or something. Wow. Okay. And then you just fight this like super difficult boss essentially. Yeah, but like they always have like weird, like sometimes they'll have like, <laughs> I, I, it was in zero, the, the, the tough in zero. I, I can't remember what the guy in one, if he has it in Kwame or Kwame, but in zero at one point you're like, when you fight the uh, Majima version of the, the secret boss, cause both Kiryu and Majima have one. Um, the dude, I think it's the Majima one. Like a helicopter just stops, starts dropping furniture onto the battlefield from above. <laughs> and if it hits you, it just like knocks you across the room. So you have to fight this guy while avoiding falling furniture. That rules. It's um, insane. Yeah. Okay. Well, if Lister, if you are not convinced at this point that this series is worth your time, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, you just, I don't know. You just got to pick it up. Uh, you got to give it a try uh, because it is uh, hilarious uh, and wonderful. Um, and thanks again, Jamie. Uh, this was a great episode. Thank you for having me, Hunter. I always have a blast talking to you. Yeah, this was this was a super good time. Um, all right, listener, that was your that was your heartwarming goodbye. Um, we will see you next week. Bye bye. Thank y'all for listening to Old Gamers Almanac. Produced by Hunter Donaldson and Matt Martins. Music by Knight Corey. <laughs>